Google Pest Control Marketer Grow your business like never before Call 770-993-0004 Well, hello, folks. I am Hal Coleman, and I'm here with my ever-present, ever-best, and always-pleasant sidekick, Mike Stewart, <laughs> Mr. Online, and we're here to present you with another episode of Pest Control Marketing Live and the Pest Control Marketing Podcast. It's the only live streaming internet TV show in the world, totally devoted to helping PCOs and WCOs make the phone ring, make more sales, close more deals, and make more trips to the bank with deposits. Does that sound about right, Mike? Well, that's that's exactly what it is. Is if if you don't do something to work uh, on your business, and all you do is work in your business, it's only going to get as good as uh, uh, fate and the good Lord will give you. And uh, sometimes uh, the commands are you gotta you gotta move with your feet to make things happen. So so we're you know, talking I, about. I had a salesman one time when I used to work for Arrow Exterminators. There was a guy in there named Gerald Ellerby. Now I. I had gone to work for them. I'd been a regulatory agent in the pest control business for 10 years. And and finally, uh, uh, the, the owner of Arrow Exterminators made me an offer I couldn't refuse. And, and I, I left and went to work for him. Had a, had a great six years there. Great company, great people. And they had a salesman there at the time who was probably in his 60s maybe or 50 he seemed like an old old guy to me but looking back you know <laughs> when i was 34 years old but his name was was gerald ellerby and he had retired from orkin after many years he used to work with otto orkin and they had four guys or five guys that were the salespeople for orkin i mean this is like you know they're headquartered in atlanta they're worldwide now but uh these guys were known as the big five, the big five, huh? big five. And they were the Kings of sales at Orkin hmm. and Gerald and I just became fast friends. He, I, he knew me from back when I was a regulatory agent, but when I went to work and, and Gerald kind of talked like this, you know, and I, one day I met him coming across the parking lot and he said, how's it going Coleman? How's it going? You doing good. You making money. I said, I'm doing all right, Gerald. And he said, I'm going to tell you something about this business. He's and uh, he, he said, uh, you got to keep your feet moving. If you want to put a jingle in your pocket. <laughs> and I never forgot that, you know, and he, when he said that, of course he had, that's when everybody carried change in their pockets. You know, everybody always had change in their pockets. Cause you could buy a lot of things for less than a dollar. Oh yeah, you know, thirty-seven oh, yeah. cents or fifty-nine cents. So everybody had change in their pocket, and and a lot of people just kind of a nervous habit would sit around with their hand in their pocket jingling that change, you know. So he said, <laughs> "You want to make money? Uh, you got to keep your feet moving if you want to put a jingle in your pocket." Well, and, you know, great that, advice. That's... What great advice that was, and I've never forgotten it, and uh, and I share that quite often. But that, was well, you know, there's so many uh, wisdom sayings, yeah, about that. You know, so anyway, that that's what you made me think of it. And and the the thing is, is uh, you know, what we do is <coughs> a lot of people go, well, okay, if I'm supposed to do something, 
what are some things to do? You know, a lot of people are willing to do stuff, but they don't know what to do. So that's that's why we do this, because we've learned some things that that have worked for others. And uh, and when something works for for one person, it'll work for everyone. And when yeah. it doesn't work well, then, you know, there's an old saying that we used to do in the Internet marketing. When it, if it works, keep doing it. If it doesn't stop. I mean, it's well, that's not good really advice. Good. And and, you know, what I, what I want to talk about today before we get sidetracked and. I lead us or one of us leads the other one down a rabbit hole. Oh, get out of that rabbit hole. Something that's very pertinent. Uh, uh, and I, you and I both have been in the music business for many, many years. You've actually been in the music business longer than I have because that's the only business you've ever really been in. You never had a job or anything. You've just started playing music and making a living when you were a teenager. But uh, <clears throat> both spent time in Nashville and back Back in the 80s, when uh, I aspired to be a hit songwriter, and I was fortunate enough to have a couple of hit songs. I had one you actually. had a number one record. One number one record, yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine called me, said, I was in Hawaii last week in Oahu going down the road listening to the radio, and there your song came on. Now, yeah. That's, that's kind of cool, you know. But anyway, uh, I, I wrote a song, and I was with a pub, I had a meeting with a publisher up in Nashville, and I sat down to. Uh, to play this song, you know, you'd go in and give them a cassette and they'd, they'd say, you got a song for me today? Yeah. And they'd take it and they'd turn around and, you know, put it in their cassette machine and you'd hand them a lyric sheet and they would open it up and they'd be sitting there reading the lyrics while they listened to the song. And, you know, then they would give you, unfortunately, they would give you their honest opinion of the song. <laughs> you know? And it usually was not good, but sometimes it was good. And they heard millions of songs. But anyway, he played this song and he got about halfway through the song and he reached around there and he stopped the cassette. And he said, what did, what did, and he had my lyric sheet. He said, what did you mean by this line right here when you said that? And I said, and I don't remember the line. I said, well, I meant so-and-so probably had something to do with, I don't even remember what it, what it, was but he said what did you mean by this line and i said well what i meant was and i told him he said well why didn't you come out and say that remember i said well it's kind of bold i said I, if i said it i was afraid it might you know offend somebody or might, might be taken wrong or something he just kind of kicked back like he said let me tell you something he said i, I want to ask you a question he said what does <clears throat> willie nelson Johnny Cash, Kenny Rogers, and Waylon Jennings all have in common. I know I said, the well, they're all major, major stars. I mean, at that time, they were all in the yeah. Of their career. I said they're all major stars. He said that's true, that's true. But he said uh, something else that helped get them there. I said well, I know you're going somewhere with this, so tell me. And he said, well, they don't sound like anybody else. He said, when you hear Johnny Cash start singing a song on the radio, and back then there was no internet, it was radio. He said, when you hear Johnny Cash come on singing a song or Willie Nelson, you don't think, who is that? He said, their voices and Kenny Rogers, they're so distinct that they're, they're unmistakable when you hear them. 
And he said, because of that, because they don't sound like a lot of other people and they're not middle of the road and they're so distinct, he said, people either love them or they hate them. He said, they're like liver. You don't ever hear anybody say, you know, do you like liver? Oh, I can take it or leave it. You know, nobody's ever said that in history. You either love liver or you hate liver. Right. It's because it's so out there. It's got such a distinct, bold flavor to it. And he said, that's the way these guys are. And he said, I'm going to be frank with you. He said, you know, people either love them or hate them. He said, we don't give a damn about the people that hate them. He said, we just want to make millions of dollars from the people that love them. Yep. And I really thought about that. And, and it brings me kind of back because I keep seeing this same premise reveal itself all throughout the industry that I work in and that you work in a lot, which is the pest control industry. We try to be that sound alike, that nondescript kind of sound. You know, we don't want to do anything that might be too far out there, might offend somebody or cause somebody to say, oh, I don't know how you did that. And, and, and I'm going to give you my first example, which is with vehicle design, which I help all my clients design their vehicles. And a lot of them go from a nondescript little sign, you know, that you can barely read or has the name of the company. And so uh, I help them redesign it so that it's really loud and big. And you see it going down the road. You go, you know, you take a double take and look at it. Or the kids say, look at that vehicle, mommy. Look at that. Look at that truck. It's got big bugs on it. And the the uh, words pest control are big. And it's got uh, animals and rats and things on it. And uh when they do that, when they redesign that vehicle, 100% of the time that anybody's ever done it, that's been a client of mine, and I did it myself when I had my business, when they do that, the phone start, calls start increasing and the sales increase because of that vehicle. You know, I track, I teach them to track everything and, uh, I'll say, how many calls were you getting? And you say, how did you hear about me? And they said, well, I, I see your vehicles all over town. How many were you getting before? They said, I, I never got any like that before. You know, I never hardly ever had anybody mention my vehicles, maybe every now and then. And I said, what's happened now that you've redesigned it and made it big and loud and kind of outrageous? They say, I get calls all the time. A guy just told me the other day, he said, I probably get at least two calls a week, make two sales a week from people that said, I saw your vehicle. Now, I had one that I helped a, one of our clients design over in Alabama, and he submitted it to the uh, uh, PCT Magazine annual vehicle design contest and won runner-up. First, He didn't get first place, but he was like runner-up. Uh, and so... He only had, he only had another guy had only has one truck and we redesigned it and made it big. And people, he said, I tell people all the time, they said, I see your trucks all over town. And he said, that's funny. Cause I only have one truck. <laughs> they see it. It's so memorable that when they see it, if they see it the next day or later that they just think it's, they think he's got a fleet of trucks out there and he only has one truck. But my point is, I have had 
countless times people say, oh, that doesn't work. I would never put bugs and stuff all over my truck and all because people don't want that in their driveway. People don't want a pest control company pulling up in their driveway. And I'm like, well, I guess I can understand why you think that because maybe you've been told that. But I can honestly say that of all my clients that have ever redesigned vehicles for, including when I had my pest control business, I, I put bugs all over mine and rats and 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 you know never did i have anybody say don't don't come to my house with that vehicle i don't want anybody to see that vehicle in my house i never had it one single time and i ask my clients about it because this subject comes up and they say i've never had anybody tell me not to not to uh drive my truck out there so so nobody if somebody does complain about it we don't give a damn about the people that might complain about it, so to speak. Like that music publisher told me, if two or three people complain about your truck, let them complain about it. They might not be become your customer because you had a truck with bugs on it. But tons of other people are going to become your customer because you had the bugs on it. So you can't, my, my, my title for this that I'm getting back around to now, Mike, and I, I'm going to let you take it and run with it, is that market to the people who like what you're doing and love what you're doing and and are giving you the thumbs up and the salute and 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 uh, don't worry about the small percentage of people that might not like it or might be offended or might uh you know but i see so many people uh they have i'll say why are you why don't you do this i say well, i'm afraid that might that might somebody might take that the wrong way Somebody might be offended by that. Somebody not might. So I said, you're, you're missing a great marketing opportunity, a great opportunity to increase your sales and get more customers because you're afraid you might offend somebody. And Dan Kennedy, you know, you're familiar with him. And a lot of the people that our listeners might not be, but they should be, but probably the greatest direct response marketer of all time. I think he's up to how many books now, 27 books he's written or something. And they call him the millionaire maker because he is able to look at any business and tell you how to get that psychological direct response message incorporated into your business and move it forward. And, and he teaches people how to sell. He's just incredible. He's been a mentor of mine for many, many, many years. And, and, uh, but I've, I heard him say more than once, and it's in his book, too. He said, if you haven't offended at least one person by lunchtime every day, you're leaving a heck of a lot of money laying on the table. You're missing yeah. a lot of sales. So it's like being bold. And, and uh, I have a friend who just passed away last year. He was 93 years old. I'd known him. His son and I were roommates in college and friends in high school, still friends. Uh, and this guy worked for... Uh, a large life insurance company. Uh, and, and one year he was the number one salesman in the nation. Uh, but he was with them for many years, but he, he just, he was bold, a bold salesperson. And, uh, but, and, and had tons of friends and he was a hunt, hunter and a fisherman and all, and sold more insurance than just about anybody in the country every year. But because he was bold and 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 uh, uh, aggressive, I guess you'd say, uh, 
there were people that couldn't stand him. There were a few people that couldn't stand him. They said, I can't stand to be in the same room with that guy. Why? I oh, tried to sell me insurance one time. I told him I didn't want any, you know, and he just kept bugging me and, you know, so I'm not saying you got to bug people, but I'm saying he didn't design his career and his message and his endeavors around whether or not he might say something to the wrong person the wrong way and they get upset with him, cuss him out. He probably got cussed out a lot of times, but he lived in a nice house here, had a $2 million house up, up in the mountains and, and lived a lifestyle that a lot of people did, and, and tons of friends and family. And, 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 you know, so you, you got to quit worrying about the people that woke up this morning saying, what can I be offended by today? Let me go find something to complain about today. Lord, send me forth today. Show me the things that I need to complain about and bitch and moan about. And uh, a lot of people do, Mike, design their marketing and their strategies around those people without even realizing it. They, they just hold themselves back. They keep their, their head sucked in like a turtle to keep from sticking it out because they might offend those people. And, and that's just not uh, that will hold you back and keep you down and, and cause you to stay stuck in your career forever. If that's the way you in your business, uh, you'll find it harder to grow, slower to grow. And you miss a lot of opportunities by trying to design your marketing around the, the, the complainers and the naysayers and the, and the jerks. So. agree disagree with me mike take off and i know you got a lot to say about this well i mean we've heard it over the years um at seminars and at marketing seminars and one of the one of the things that really resonates with what you're saying today is love me hate me there's no money in the middle in other words when you try to please everybody rather than being unique and bold and yourself and and something that makes you stand out, anything that makes you stand out, anything that the other that the status quo is not doing could make you stand out. I mean, I can talk about thousands of examples where people did things that they were advised was a bad idea, but they did it and it made a difference. So just remember that love me, hate me. There is no money in the middle. So that was a famous thing. And then we always used to say, do what you fear. If you expect to be successful, do things you fear. You know, and I, I actually had a client one time. I said, you need to get in front of a, a webcam and make content for YouTube and, and TikTok and, and all the technologies. Uh, you need to be able to talk to, like we're doing right now, talk to the lens of a camera so that you can share your message while you sleep electronically to the world or to your local market. You, you get to choose. And he says, I don't like how I look. I, I'm embarrassed how I look. I, I'm scared to do these videos. I, I think I look like a fool. I'm scared what people will say. He feared it. Well, it's a good thing you and me don't fear that. Well, I don't. I, don't. I, I, I know I scare people. With, I got the perfect face for radio. Well, and I do too as well, but I don't care because when you're out in the world, you're in front of two television cameras called people's eyes. They see you. 
you know, unless you're going to be a hermit in a room and never interact with any human being on the planet, uh, people are going to see you no matter what you look like. So do what you fear. Uh, I don't know technology. I'm scared of technology. Well, get over it. Get over that fear. Um, You know, so do things that others don't do. Uh, When you do what others don't do, then you can, you know, uh, you know, I remember you talked about when with especially the example of the bugs on the truck, you know, well, I I don't want to do that because that'll offend somebody. Well, you know what? Don't do what everybody else does. You're, you, you know, you used to call it what lemonade for, or Larry Latterman called it lemonade for fifty cents. No, I've called it that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, credit, I'll give credit where credit's due. But the point I'm getting at is when you just want to be the status quo and you don't want to do anything and you don't want to try anything that that everybody else isn't doing uh, for fear or disbelief. You know, a, a good mentor of mine, John Reese, who was a multi-millionaire uh, millionaire marketer. He said, we don't know what works. So you test it. He said, you try it. If it works, you do more of it. If it doesn't work, you stop. And so you got to ask yourself, what are you doing that everybody else isn't doing? You know, what does your shirts look like? What what does your logo look like? What do your business cards look like? Do you you know what what advertising? You know, I I tell people now there's the big three to um, being known and thought of and, and top of mind in a market. Big three things. Uh, number one is uh, they call them uh, reputation marketing or Google reviews or Facebook reviews or Yelp reviews where the people brag about you. They're like testimonials, but they are they're public forums that people believe in. When they see a bad review on Yelp or Facebook or especially Google biz, My Business, they see that bad review. It could be a lie, but they believe it. So you have got to maximize those areas with, with nothing but positive, you know, you got to, well, I can't get reviews. I hear this all the time. I don't, I can't, I ask people for them and they don't do it. Well, keep asking. Well, I, I, I just don't want to bother people. That's fear. Get over it. You know, I, I we've got clients that, that, that it is a priority every day of their business to get a, a higher reputation. Number two, content creation, the internet, when the internet came out, and it's really when media came out, content is king. You you proved it years ago. A year, your Yellow Page ad that you spent a lot of money on didn't perform well. And then you redid it. And the guy, the expert told you uh, that you're nuts doing this. And you could have been scared and said, well, yeah, this, nobody's ever done anything like I'm doing. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll do what you recommend. Thank God you didn't do it because it worked. You tried something that other people want. You you stood out. You were bold, and and that's you know that's where the the you know don't be fearful. Don't do what everybody else does. Try things. You can always stop. Don't do anything slanderous or or, or really you know uh, to the point where you you know you could have the world turn on you. Yeah, but you don't have to do political or or, or commentary. You're just talking about you know, exterminating bugs. So do things that others don't do. And like, a, like, like you said, it's, is when you're willing to do all these things. And then the third thing is um, advertising. Uh, you know, I had a sign company uh, a friend of mine that was a great networker and there's their elevator speech said a business with a, with no signs is a sign of no business. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so a business that doesn't advertise is the sign of a business that doesn't grow. You've got to pay 
to get eyes and ears to your marketing message. And of course, you can spend a lot of money and by doing what everybody else does, because then you blend in. But when you do things that other people don't do, you can stand above the crowd and become uh, memorable in your local market. So the big three is reputation marketing, content marketing, and paid marketing. And you've got to do a little bit of it's a it's a thousand little things tweaked on those three big areas. And if you just want to be lemonade for fifty cents, just like everybody else in the world, you're just a you're another number. Don't be another number. Be be that person that stands out. And that's all I got to say. As yeah, far as you said, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to tick somebody off or, or offend somebody. You know, when I when you built me my first website, Mike, I'm going to take you back now 20-something years. Uh, it, was in the, it was in the early 90s, so it was going on 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you built me my first website for my pest control business. And uh, it was a WordPress site, as I remember. And I could write articles and post. It taught me how to write articles and post them on there. So I started writing articles. And I and I came up with a little. Uh, <clears throat> I just decided to go go bold with it one day, and I put this article on my, and and over on the sidebar on the left was the titles of all my articles. So if, when you landed on my home page, they could see those. You know, and eventually they got archived, but probably the last five or six articles were always right there visible on the on the sidebar on the left. So I wrote a I wrote a little article one day called the title was uh Increase Improve Your Sex Life with Quarterly Pest Control Service. Oh, you could offend somebody with that. The the gist of it was that you can't. It really damages your sex life if you have bugs and rats and things in the house because they're crawling around and your wife or your spouse is going to be upset and in a bad mood all the time. And so if you get rid of all the bugs and everything, now you can bring the romance. So, So I think my tagline was, so call us today. And we'll bring you a bottle of champagne. <laughs> so, so there was nothing crude or rude in there or anything. But I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you two examples. One lady, we went out to her house and she asked my technician, said, uh, let me ask you, uh, why did your boss put that article about sex life on your website and he said well he just wanted to he said did it offend you and she said well i wouldn't say i was offended by it but i just think it was probably inappropriate he said well i'll pass that along now she she stayed my customer you know and it was great but he came in one day and and uh, i sold a quarterly pest control service over the phone and he went out there to to uh, check it, and and when, he said when he get the guy was working in the yard, and when he got there, he said the guy he said I got out of my truck, and the guy came walking over to me with a smile on his face, and he said, "Let me ask you something." He said, "Did your boss write that article on your website about improving your sex life with quarterly pest control?" He said, "Yes, sir." He said, "By golly," he said, "When I read that, I knew right then y'all were the folks I wanted to do business with." 
He said, I just love that. So I wrote another article and put it on there. Cut, uh, cut your uh, whiter teeth in 30 days or less with quarterly pest control. And the gist of it was that if you got bugs in the house, you're going to be frowning all the time. And you're not going to worry about what your smile looks like because nobody's ever going to see your teeth. But if you get quarterly pest control and we get rid of all your bugs, you're going to be smiling and grinning all the time. You're going to become self-conscious about your teeth. So you're going to go get them whitened and clean. So, <laughs> so. then I wrote a third one, uh, reduce your rate of heart attack and stroke with quarterly pest control service. And I said, you know, if you got bugs in the house, your heart rate's going to be up. You're going to have anxiety all the time you're going you're going to suffer from depression and everything these things lead to stroke heart attack and other illnesses but we if we come out and get rid of all your bugs uh your anxiety is going to disappear your your so you see i just got on a roll there and people loved that stuff i'm sure there were people that that just thought it was crude and rude but it just kind of made me a little celebrity there among among my clients and so don't be afraid you're going to offend somebody. If you're not offending somebody along the way, you're really not doing anything much. You're staying in the box with everybody else in there and you're afraid to stick your nose out because somebody might say you got an ugly nose. So you just got to, you got to go for it. And, and it will set you, then you become a rock star in your niche and, uh, people really are attracted to that and, and not everybody, a few people will be repelled by it, but, yeah. but build your marketing around the people who are going to be your raving fans and you will, it will never be a mistake. It'll be the best thing you ever did. So with that, Mike, you got anything else you want to add? No, I think we're at a point here that we've, we've kind of conveyed the message just to be different, be bold, stand out and, and, uh, and do something different. And I'll tell you something different that I want to talk about for about 30 seconds here. If you don't take the time and call Hal Coleman at 770-993-0004. That's right. I'll say that number again slowly. Slowly. 770-993-0004. And take him up on his free one hour. He he charges a lot of money an hour. Hell, it goes up every minute. Uh, last time I checked, I thought it was one price, and he had doubled it. So to get a free hour with his years of out of the box thinking and and ideas, to, you know, if you're willing to do something but don't know what to do, give Hal a call. Email him at hal at halcoman.com. Take him up on his free hour, or if you if you just want to know a little bit more about Hal before you call him. Go to how to grow a pest control business.com, download his free book and read the thing. Read the book. You know, you can buy it at Amazon if you want to hold it in your hands with a printed version. Uh, some people like to have printed books, but if you can deal with a download ebook, go to how to grow a pest control business. But those two resources, my gosh, we're advertising here to something here that we're willing to give you with no expectations, no, you know no alternate tricks, no gimmies, no uh, lost leaders, no whatever those words they call, you know, bait and switch, all that stuff. None of that. Get, you know, you got to do business with somebody you know, like, and trust. And let me ask you, do you have 
a business coach that can tell you what to do and how to do it and make it measurable success. Well, how somebody to do that? And let's see what Hal has to say about me if you call me. <laughs> call Mike Stewart, 770-826-3662. Now, tell slow him, down, Hal. That's way too Hal told you to call and get a free hot dog and order of fries. <laughs> Now, listen, uh, Mike, the same thing that you said about me pertains to you. I mean, I, I talk to people and I have people call and they want to get in my coaching program sometimes. And, you know, I send them a questionnaire before we do anything, about a dozen questions, find out how they're marketing and advertising, how they're growing, different obstacles they face. And and uh, they'll talk about my coaching program. I say, right now, you don't need to be in my coaching program until you have a conversation with Mike Stewart about your online presence because your online presence has so many problems. I think that may be more important than being in my coaching program right now, but I tell him he'll talk to you just like I did. It won't cost you a penny. He'll spend time. He'll look at your website. He'll give you some great advice, great uh, insights, and it's not going to cost you anything. And then you can decide whether, uh, you want help with it or not, but nobody's going to try to trick you into anything or sell you into a program that we know you wouldn't be happy with. My, my, just like yours, Mike, my, my entire marketing is, if you go to my website, petrolmarketer.com and scroll down, you'll see testimonials from dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of my current and former coaching clients and read what they have to say. And they all have their phone numbers on there. They agreed to give me their phone numbers. So uh, if you want to call them and talk to them, call them and talk to them. But uh, my entire existence is based on people saying good things about me, how, mu how much I helped them. So if I can't, if I think I can't help you, if I think I can't get a glowing testimonial from you in a few months or in a year, I wouldn't dare take you into my program because uh, that's just kind of my measuring stick is, can I help this person enough so that they would give me a glowing testimonial and talk about all the, all the things I did for them. And if I think that I can do that, then I, I'll talk to you about getting in the program. But if I say, no, I, I can't. But, and sometimes it's a philosophical difference. You know, I had to, you and I are, are often uh, raving about think and grow rich. And there aren't many huge, ultra successful people in business who haven't stumbled across think and grow rich. I talked to somebody the other day that said they'd probably read it 20 times over the last 30 years. And people credit that book with changing their lives. And so I had a free session with a guy and we talked and, uh, everything was going good. And, uh, he said, I'm a big reader. He said, uh, I love to read. Is there any books you could recommend that I, that I go out and read? And I said, yeah, I said, uh, the first one that comes to mind is think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. He said, Oh, uh, I, I don't like that book. He said, I, I disagree with a lot of stuff in that book. He said a lot of stuff. I said, well, I disagree with some of it. I don't agree with everything anybody says. But he said, no, I, I come from a different background. I, I don't uh, 
I'm not a Napoleon Hill fan at all. And we got off on this and he just couldn't quit talking. And I thought to myself, well, right there, the very first suggestion I, I gave this guy, he was all over it and all over me and for recommended and everything else. So I, I just kind of casually led it away from the coaching discussion and told him to be back in touch with me if he ever had any questions, because he never did. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, I could have probably sold that guy into my coaching business because he needed me. But, but, but right there, I thought, man, we're almost in a, an argument and he's condemning me for recommending a book that has changed my life. And so I said, we have philosophical differences here and I'm just better just steer him. So I told him to call you. No, no, I'm just kidding. Now, how did this talking about me turn into you? But we, but we help people. That's what we do. We help people. Well, Neither one of us, you or I would take anybody into our program or even suggest that they spend any money with us unless we knew that we could help them. Well, the, the thing that we both do, and of course you can call me uh, at 770-826-3662. We give out our phone numbers on this podcast because we want to talk to people. If we're not a good fit, we're not a good fit for everybody. There's a lot of people that don't want to agree with our philosophies. I, I've lost, cust- I don't want to say I lost customers. I've parted friends with people I didn't think was a good fit. Uh, that doesn't mean I don't like these people. I'm just saying that, you know, they got it in their mind. Um, they know what, what what they like. And sometimes what you like is not what you need. You know, uh, I don't like exercise, but I know I need it. Um, and, you know, so therefore, the point being is, is uh, you either trust that we know what we're doing, you either like what we're doing, or if you don't agree, then we part friends. And it's, it's, it goes back to the, what this whole podcast was about. We're Love me, hate me. Yeah. Love me or hate me. That's okay. But I'm looking for the people that, that, and, and the biggest thing is, is we have proof that it's worked over and over and over again. So with all that, I think we probably ought to call it a day and, and uh, do another podcast here soon. I think so, Mike, thanks for being here as always. And, and folks, thanks for listening to this episode of pest control marketing dot live and the pest control marketing podcast. See you next time. Hal Coleman has been active in the pest control industry for over 40 years, including owning and operating his own successful pest control business for 18 years. He now devotes his time to helping other PCOs and other WCOs double, triple, and even quadruple their businesses faster than they ever imagined. Be sure to check out his website, pestcontrolmarketer.com. For more information about Hal's coaching program, you can reach him at 770-993-0004 or email him hal at halcoleman.com. Mike Stewart is known as the Internet Audio and Video Guy. Since the birth of the Internet, Mike has been showing small business owners how to get more new customers, increase their sales, and grow their businesses online using audio and video, now with iPhones and Android phones. For more information about Mike's coaching program and his online training courses, visit MikeStewartCoaching.com or email him Mike at InternetAudioGuide.com. Google Pest Control Marketer Grow.